0: You're listening to Fresh Hope for Mental Health. Hello, my friend, and welcome to Fresh Hope for Mental Health. I'm Brad Haifes, your host. Our purpose here on Fresh Hope for Mental Health is to empower you to live a faith-filled, rich, and full life in spite of having a mental health diagnosis. And today we have somebody here that we've had before in the studio. His name is Jason Peterson, and um, he's going to talk about telling his own story to others and how that has empowered him and it's empowered others. We want to encourage you to think about when it's time to tell your story that it might be empowering to other people. Hey Jason, it's great to have you with us today. Since you were here the last time, my goodness, you've uh, kind of been on a journey. That's quite interesting.
1: Yeah, a lot has happened since we, you know, last talked. Um, I guess the first thing is um, I've kind of gotten to a point where finally my uh, medication mix is cooperating. You know, that's always kind of a journey that all of us go through when you have a mood disorder. Is right what's going to how do you strike that balance so you're not too high or too low or too revved up or too tired so i've i uh, god bless that finally kind of got settled in here last the end of last year so i've had some time to reflect on my mood disorders the journey associated with that the triumphs and the challenges obviously this has been a big uh, faith walk for me in terms of trying to understand why I have uh, this particular, or these afflictions, and, you know, how does that contribute to me as a person? Right. So again, as, as I started to really think about this, and I've been praying about this a ton, you know, God's always had it on my heart that at some point, you know, I've wanted to help people. I didn't yes. know how that worked. Yeah. I didn't know how that was. I, I'm, I'm a person of compassion, and uh, I, whatever, I think that's some of the gifts that God gave me. And I think that as it related to my illnesses and my, my disorders, I, I started to think about more what people went through. And now that I was kind of on the other side of, you know, on the other end of the tunnel, or however you would say it, I, 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 I felt like, man, I I wish other people could experience having a, a balance of, you know, obviously having a, a faith component where you're, at peace with God of where you're at and mm-hmm. what you what you struggle with and what you deal with and how he helps you, and then obviously in terms of how you deal with it from a clinical and, and uh, medical perspective with medicine and, and so forth. Yes.
0: Well, if I could rewind just a little bit. Sure. And I, I want to say, say this again, you have now gotten to a point where you're not having the cycling, the ups and downs, and you're more... Um, in the middle, right? Correct. I would say that when I have my issues, which I still
1: do, they're they're much more moderate. They're ah. not as extreme. So I still experience anxiety. I still have issues with my ADHD. I still do have some fluctuations, some with my bipolar, but it's 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 manageable. It's no longer in a place where it inhibits. It could wipe my, you out for a couple of days. Yes, it doesn't inhibit my ability to to work. It doesn't. I'm able to be more present with my family, which is frankly the most important thing to me, and of all of it, is I've, I've wanted to not miss out on things because you know I had right. issues. So I think this has just as much to do with my faith as it does to, to do with that extra pill that I'm taking, because the biggest thing is is if you if you're not if you can't accept why you have this and you're still angry with God you're still going to be emotionally unstable, and you're mm-hmm. going to be frustrated, You're not, and you're not going to be well. Mm-hmm. And well is a relative term. Like I said, it doesn't mean that we're not going to still have issues, but I think it has to do with our our attitude
0: mm-hmm. when
1: things aren't well, as comfortable.
0: everyone has issues. Of course, of yeah. course. And, and I think many times what uh, gets messed up in all of this is that people have emotional issues besides the mental health piece or the the brain chemistry piece absolutely and um what those of us with a mental health diagnosis sometimes forget is that other people have issues too that our loved ones who don't have the mental health diagnosis still have emotional issues everybody's got those
1: every everybody has them i think like i tell people what we have is sort of an amplified version so it's it's you know, we have you know all of us experience depression and, and sadness and anxiety, but I think like there's a element of escalation where you're sick. You Absolutely. Know? And, and so, you know, I think to summarize myself, I'm not as sick. Instead of having a cold that lasts two weeks, it lasts three days. You know, yeah. that's the difference for me now in terms of not literally or not, mm-hmm. but but figuratively that that from a relative perspective, I'm able to now focus not obsessively focus on me you know and try to try to focus yeah. more on things outside of me because it can be a very selfish position you can you can start only worrying about yourself and it's hard to to really take yeah. care of others around you
0: well and that's part of uh, when people do get sick whether it's emotionally or you know um, w- with their brain or their heart or whatever you tend to just kind of start focusing absolutely they become very self-absorbed
1: absolutely. So, so to me, as, as, as this, you know, I think God's been working with me for a very long time. I, I was initially diagnosed eight years ago mm-hmm. with one which became four disorders, and so it's been complicated. I mean, it's been something that's a journey, and it, it's had its ups, and it's had its major downs. Mm-hmm. But now that I do have some perspective, um, I started to, again, pray about this. I happen to be in a... a our, at our church uh, sermon one one day about a month ago, and and the pastor talked about um, you know God using people that are really ordinary and kind of messed up and messy mm-hmm. to to do things, and and this is something I've always known, but for whatever reason that day it really resonated with me because I think the lie that you can believe when you have these issues that you're not capable of doing great things, you can't do things necessarily. Oh boy,
0: is that true? Yep, you, it, that's it, and that's a lie from the pits of hell. Isn't that's it?
1: exactly right. It's the ultimate lie the enemy wants you to believe is mm-hmm. that you you can't do it. You're not capable. You're not smart enough. You're not stable enough. Mm-hmm. You're not talented. Blah 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 blah. And and I think we experience that from a mood disorder perspective in a very intensified fashion. We really yes. hear those negative nasty things, and they really. They can kick our butt. Yeah, quite and
0: easily. We listen to those
1: exactly. So when I was at ch- church, I'm hearing truth, and I'm like, so the 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 saying my my pastor said that was sort of like you having a conversation with God, and uh, God says to you, "Well, what do you got?" And the answer that I in theory would give God and say, "God, look, man, I got issues, dude. I'm 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 a mess. I mm-hmm. uh, I've been sick. I have these disorders. I have no idea." like what you want me to do, and God's response is, well, guess what? I can work with that, <laughs> and I kind of went, okay, well,
0: and, and part, part of the... In fact, God can work better with that than he can with the guy that says, well, I've got this and this and this that I'm bringing to you, God. Exactly,
1: because it's a position of humility where you're, you're able to have a relationship where you need God, you know. Yeah. If you, if we're in control and we don't need God, well, then we wouldn't have this conversation. Absolutely. But you know, God God is there. Like I said, this this is a, a term, and then I'll, I'll or a saying, and then I'll, I'll go back to my story. I say uh, when I tell people on my blog is that God is a God of redemption, not a God of prevention. Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of people always ask the question, "Why do I have this? Why do why Why did God give me this? Why did?" You know, and in my my response, often is well, I don't know why illness exists. I don't know why bad things happen. I don't know why there's evil. I don't know why all that stuff happens. But it, we are in a fallen world, and yep. there is good, and there's very yep. bad, and and so there is sickness in the world, and well, we we are dealing with this, and that's it is what it is.
0: And there are other things we could have that we. Would rather not have exactly. It's so. it,
1: it's it's all relative, you mm-hmm. know. It's always that I, there's always someone that has it worse than you. Yep. Um, but I think that that if you can get past that, where you're like, okay, I get it. Now I'm 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 not angry at it. Mm-hmm. I'm I need to now decide what I'm going to do with it. Mm-hmm. And that's that progression that is difficult. You have Absolutely. to get through through that that yep. first step. So for me because i was no longer angry with it and now i started to see how i could work with it then i'm like well how can how can how can you help people because mm. for me the biggest thing that bothered me as much as anything about this is the stigma associated with mood disorders and the utter embarrassment the shame the association that you're some sort of like second class citizen mm. that you're weird you're crazy yep. Yep. um you start talking about it immediately somebody's uncomfortable i mean any other illness <laughs> you wouldn't have this conversation exactly but but you know so so for me i've always felt like god that's i mean okay it's unfair but the bigger thing is i don't want people i, I it 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 was on my heart i hate people that feel that way i i uh, made that choice that sunday i'm like you know what i'm going to share this about myself openly I didn't know what was going to happen with that. I didn't know what God wanted to do with it. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let just people know um, through using my knowledge of technology and digital marketing and all that social media stuff. Which is your business. Which, which is, is my business. Which you know as a business. Correct. So I, I know that upwards and downwards and forwards and backwards. So I was like, I'm just going to record myself, just use my handheld phone and put it on a table and just share that this is what I got,
0: and this is who I am. On a scale of 1 to 10, when you kind of came to that conclusion by, I'm assuming, a lot of the Holy Spirit just really bringing you to that point, how uncomfortable were you on a scale of 1 to 10 at that point?
1: When I started to do the video, like I, I prayed about it and thought about it, and I sat down that morning at work and put it on my desk and I was I was a twelve on a ten. I mean, I was I was like, what am I doing? Because it was exposing myself. Oh. All of a sudden, now the cat's out of the bag, yeah. and and here's here's probably people have gone. Well, that's why Jay's that way, and all that, the, all the the uh-huh. things that you would think about, and and so I was. Like when people watch that initial video, they're like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "No, I'm fine. Really, it's just I was uncomfortable." <laughs> I'm
0: better than I've been for a long time, and you didn't even know I wasn't fine before. <laughs> exactly. I'm
1: like, "Don't worry about me." Like I'm, I, I appreciate the the sentiment and the mm-hmm. concern, but really for me, this was about sharing my story so that maybe it would give courage to other people, that Absolutely. they'd be willing
0: to have the courage to do the same. You really, in, in some respects, you're doing three things. You're breaking down stigma because you're telling your story and you're letting the cat out of the bag. Secondly, when other people see what you've gone through, it gives them courage, it encourages them, and it empowers them to get better. And then uh, thirdly, you're doing some work, some ministry work, That's all combined with, all of a sudden, here's your sweet spot. You know, it's almost like God said, buddy, here's your sweet spot now. I'm going to redeem the pain of your diseases and diagnoses. And with that, I'm going to use the knowledge you have through your profession, through your work, through your business. And I'm going to give you a whole bunch of people to minister with or to and encourage and empower them so they can live well too. It's, darn exciting spot to be at, huh?
1: It's incredible. I mean when that once that video hit, it went gangbusters. it mm-hmm. went crazy and I I I'm like, what is going on? And it was clear that <laughs> that through m- this instinctual sort of prayerful feeling that this this is an issue, man. This is like people are afraid to talk about it. They don't have, Uh, an outlet where they feel like they're not a reject Mm -hmm. you know there Mm -hmm. there there are other things but the thing i felt that was different is that i'm a reject right with them Mm
0: -hmm. so i'm
1: sitting here i'm not talking down at a man hey buddy i'm right there on your level i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna share with you openly about myself so once that started to happen you're right i started to realize you know what Maybe th- there is a way I can help. You know, maybe this this little, small, little, insignificant <laughs> mm-hmm. throw some videos, which turned into now twenty five videos. You know, over twelve hundred fans and different yep. stuff. That
0: where where can people find those things? Where can they find your videos and your what's your website where yes. they can go?
1: I would say go to my my website Jason Peterson p e t e r s e n dot com. There's links to the Facebook, which is where a lot of the activity happens, Mm -hmm. YouTube, which is all the videos, and of course, I put a lot of stuff on Twitter. Mm -hmm. There are feeds on it, but I would suggest clicking on the links, because then you can go directly to Facebook. Yeah, then you can find
0: everything. Yep. So, it's com. com. Correct. Um, So, you told your story. You kind of let the cat out of the bag. I'm assuming there's some people in your day-to-day living and around you that might have caught it online and didn't know it, right?
1: Yes, there was a ton and and there was the majority of the comments I got was like them immediately sharing and they were thanking me for doing this because they struggled with the same thing.
0: And or, it was people you knew that yes, you didn't know they struggled? Exactly. Oh
1: boy, that's yeah. cool. It was, you know, people that they weren't necessarily close friends, but I had a lot of people that reached out and they're like this is so cool. I'm so glad you're doing this. This is something I've struggled with. I've had depression. Isn't I've had that anxiety. Something? And I'm like, wow, well, thanks. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I think, yeah <laughs> sure. I mean, I'll I'll keep going with this. But it, it was it was interesting to see how people would step out and and all of a sudden, like it it was like the domino effect where you'd see these different individuals over the last month mm-hmm. go from, you know, being, you know, where they're like, afraid to sort of then commenting to sort of like realizing that this is a, a community that they can stay in touch exactly. with. So when they're having a bad day, it's okay. You can post. It's okay. Yes, you can yeah, share. Yeah. We're all trying to help each other. You know, this isn't yes. just Jay broadcasting from the top. Um, This is meant to be a place where, you know, I say that all messy people are welcome at the table here. Every, every because we are, we're all messy. Absolutely, but I everybody think, is. But I think when you start, that was another sermon I heard that I loved that we did at church, and and it, it resonated with me because, and that was one of my videos I did: is God loves messy people. Absolutely. And I think it's 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 that whole idea. It's okay to be messy. Like like you know, I've had some of them that have had some horrific things happen to them that have that have posted on our pages, and like you know, my heart goes out to him and I'm just like, look, I don't have answers of why these things happen, but I want you to know that I'm so glad you're talking about this. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're sharing because, Absolutely. you know, as it relates to you having a mood disorder, you know, we want you to feel like you're accepted and you're loved and that God loves you. And, and you know what, yeah, this yeah. is a safe place and it's mm-hmm. okay. You know, you're not going to be judged here. Yes. Um. So I think to me that the, what I've seen is some courage, People starting to have some where they've shared with me privately, some in Mm -hmm. messages, some of it Mm -hmm. publicly on the posts. And they're just saying, Jay, keep doing this, keep doing this. And, you know, this is a God thing. I keep telling people this is not about Jay. Mm -hmm. This is me just trying to be a vessel of just providing the things that God has taught Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. through my journey and what I've experienced. And, uh, you know, I think we've shared, Brad, back and forth about content, you know, like, Mm -hmm. what are we going to talk about? Mm -hmm. And, like, I'm just loaded with stuff to talk about. Like, Mm -hmm. people have given me ideas. There's there's always something that oh, people yeah. are yeah, wanting. Yeah, yeah. You to, It could be as simple as application of a Bible verse. It could be, Jay. How did you go about choosing your psychologist? To you know, uh, Jay. What is your 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 Bible verse you use? that kind of is your your triumphant mm-hmm. your battle mm-hmm. cry. Mm-hmm. Um, it just goes all over the place, and I constantly tell them, I'm no doctor. I'm just mm-hmm. an average Joe. I'm just your normal dude. Like I've I've had mm-hmm. this and I've struggled. But what I'm, but I, my my desire is to help bring these people out of these, these positions of embarrassment, of shame, where they feel like they're rejects of society yeah, because absolutely. they have this. And I maybe mentioned this already, but I just that's to me like it, where it's where it really is the, the burden on my heart is I want to see people get you know, to overcome that stigma, to not feel that way, to not believe the lie, to not believe mm-hmm. that the enemy wants to th- to convince us that has that we have disorders, that we are th- completely ill equipped to function in society. We can't do it. Yeah. And that's yeah. a bunch of hooey. We can. Oh you know? absolutely. I mean, that's that's the thing is, you know, you know, we've talked about self medicating. There's lots of bad ways to self-medicate. Yes, and there there's, are. And there's positive ways. Right. You know, and I've shared, I think, in the last mm-hmm. one, like I'm kind of an exercise nut, and I got mm-hmm. into running. And I ran a marathon, and I'm training again for another race. And for me, that is sort of my, it's where I meet God. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I have shared in one of my other ones, like, where does God meet you? Mm-hmm. You know, it might be riding a Harley. Mm-hmm. It could be, you know, going on a walk. Yep. Um, it could be just reading a book. I don't care. Mine
0: is... Just painting a painting. Exactly. And creative, doing something creative.
1: Exactly. So to me, being mindful of, usually you can find that sanctuary and that peace if you Absolutely. start to really prayerfully figure out where God meets you. And that's that's obviously where I've experienced the most healing as it relates to my, my afflictions and my illnesses, mm-hmm. when I would proactively go seek Him to go find that spot. And so again, people have been interested, again... I'm just one example, but just helping these people see that the relationship between medication and ultimately, sort of the the medicinal sort of uh, medical treatment aspect. There's the you know obviously the faith based and mm-hmm. the relationship mm-hmm. with Christ aspect, and then I always say my third part is the active aspect, where you know if you're able to be active
0: in doing mm-hmm. things, it tends right. to help
1: you with depression. It's okay. Some people, if you can pull it off and go natural and figure out ways to manage depression and things and not Mm -hmm. use conventional medicine, Mm -hmm. great, all power to you. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say that, in my humble opinion, trying to just stubbornly try to grunt through that is going to be difficult because there's some fundamental aspects that are physical in nature that you cannot just overcome yourself by brute force. Right. Right. So. Where I see people having the greatest struggle, and this is, I'd say, the other really mission of this little ministry I'm doing is trying to blend these two together. I mean, as it relates to Fresh Hope, which mm-hmm. is what I believe in so much. Is how do you you combine these aspects of the the traditional aspect of treatment? Mm-hmm. But but frankly, you got A pill ain't gonna fix you when you're having a descent. Mm-hmm. When you're going down in the bottom pits of hell, you you need Christ. Yeah. You know, yeah. an antidepressant is probably not going to get you out of there as fast as you need it to. So right. that's that's to me where you have to arm yourself with these different aspects of, of
0: your treatment strategy. Well, and, and I've heard a psychologist say medicine can do so much. It can help your brain, but then you have to start working with your medicine. Absolutely. Absolutely. And part of working with your medicine is for you to use that other weapon that you have called faith. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pretty.
1: And what people don't realize—that's lethal, man. Like what what God can move mountains, and I, mm-hmm. I think that it's it's not always in the ways that we believe that we think it will be. I mean, you, <laughs> you get that obviously. You know, it's always God works in mysterious ways. He does His thing.
0: Oh, he his, he thinks upside down. He does, he, and he's
1: got he's got a plan, and he's got it figured out. And a lot of times, at least for me, I can always see God's presence in in hindsight. It's not always easy yeah, to see it in, more in, a... in, in the present standpoint, but I know that, um, you know, there are some fundamental, very nuts and bolts things you can do with Scripture when you're in a bad place with this.
0: Absolutely. Because and, and Scripture is alive, and it, it, that's right. it gives life. It's yeah. God's
1: Word, and it's truth. And, mm-hmm. you know, I say when you are in a place of of really horrific sadness and chaos and whatever you're dealing with with your affliction, you know, there you're going to be... Attacked with untruth, and oh, yeah. so this—the word, God's word—is the truth that fights mm-hmm. that. that mm-hmm. That's like that's the 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 battle there. That's going to be the thing that squelches that. Mm-hmm. And and it's a question of what do you want to believe? Do you want to believe the truth, or do you mm-hmm. want to believe the untruth? Mm-hmm. When you're at that sort of like you said, working with your mind, and you have to make choices. Yep. And I I think that's the the thing I'm seeing, and I, I prayerfully hope is that you know, in my little small way that as we we share God's message and God's truth that some of these people on my little blog, they start to like utilize that as part of their treatment Absolutely. strategy and and say, I got meds can do this. I get this. We got a mess here we need to address. So we've got balance with our medication. Mm-hmm. But by golly, gosh darn it, then we're gonna have this this really rockin' you know, maybe for some it's a very peaceful, for For me it's the armor of God, that's the way I look at it, it's battle, mm-hmm, we're going to mm-hmm, fight. Mm-hmm. Whatever <laughs> position, yeah. whatever voice you want God to have as far as truth, it's there. Yeah. yeah. And, and finding that so that, you know, when you're in that moment, this is one of the things I'm going to be doing a, a blog on soon and posting on my site, is a treatment strategy where you interrupt those situations. You
0: have to. Yeah, you have to. You actually have to make your brain stop repeating things over and over, even if it's your own cycle of uh, thoughts and thinking about your own disorder. Even if it's that, you got to stop those things and interrupt them.
1: Absolutely. And and the as as you uh, you become self aware, I think this Mm -hmm. is very Christ like in terms of your ability using His words and His messages to to be in a. place where that's an interruption, mm-hmm. but then also then to understand triggers. So what are the yeah. things that you you need to sit down and brainstorm on a, on a piece of paper? What are the things that usually push me into the deep, mm-hmm. the deep end mm-hmm. of things? A lot of this, it's like you never think about it, but when you think about it, then it's like, okay, then creating that self-awareness that when you are in that situation, you know, like we do a thing with my wife where we say a prayer, Right mm-hmm. then. Stop, stop, what we're doing, stop mm-hmm. talking, mm-hmm. doing whatever. Mm-hmm. If she's around, say the prayer. If she's not, I say the prayer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that is, that's how I've worked at fighting well, you're my interrupting
0: illness. the environment at that point. Right, exactly. And your brain hears it. Uh, the Lord hears it. <laughs> that's right. And even the enemy hears it. Yep. You know? That's
1: exactly right. So it, it's, it's, uh, it's been really, it's been amazing thus far and, and humbling. Uh, just to see uh, and encouraging that, that that there is people people are oh, they're screaming for help. I mean mm-hmm. they're they're crying they're 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 pleading they 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 feel
0: they're so sad and mm-hmm. they're so struggling. You mentioned before about the fact that you were shocked at how many people that you didn't know were struggling. Said to you, "Wow, I'm so glad you're talking about this. I've struggled." It's interesting because our own stigma, we all have stigma within ourselves also about these very issues. We forget that if the statistics are that one out of four Americans suffer from a mental health diagnosis, that means about half of the people in our lives, uh, because their spouses or their significant others or their friends are also struggling because they're struggling, but also the statistic that says eighty percent of all Americans will suffer from clinical depression at one point or another in their lives. Well, should we be surprised when we finally tell that we're struggling? That we're not gonna hear from a lot of people, isn't it? Exactly. It's it, it's, it's, it's it's
1: like it it's it's the thing that people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. It's the stuff that you know, and I, I think it's it's not that recent I mean we're're we're, you know or that long ago I should say that this the, the treatment of people that had these kinds of things I have family members that the way they were treated when they dealt with some of these issues and they were horrific yeah yeah you know yeah, and terrible it's terrible and 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 we're not talking a long time ago either
0: and that's why people know to be quiet about it
1: exactly it was conditioned to not not say anything so I think we're we're trying to shift things and it's a it's a tough shift i mean we're moving uphill mm-hmm. but but we need to do it be, because the the thing is it, it is the domino effect for every uh-huh. one person that does it it creates an impression on another person and right. another person. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. what I do love about God's way, is God doesn't come in with this big, brash, like, army <laughs> that's going to just crush everybody. No, 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 no. He starts it in this really small, little, itty-bitty way. Yeah. And then He lets that, if, whether it's the Fresh Hope or any other ministry that's mm-hmm. related to helping with mood disorders, it's a very small thing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what? It is God's plan. And if God's plan is to oh, yeah. grow this... Awesome, I'm right there. If God wants to keep it as an intimate ministry, awesome. It's whatever God's right. plan is for this and what I'm,
0: I'm well cool. and and you've said some major things you've you've really kind of said, listen, it's possible to find the right medication stuff and live well yes. and and have balance. Everybody has ups and downs, so we should never get to the point where we don't have some ups and downs. Of course. I mean, that's part of living. and um, But to find that balance where the ups and downs don't swing you out of the... You know, it's kind of like... Uh, when you're swinging on a swing and you're going one direction then the other direction, and as a kid, you always want to see how high you go. Well, you don't want to get so high you flip around. (laughs) That's exactly (laughs) right. And so when you find that balance with medicine, you're swinging within the areas that are going to keep you safe. That's good. So you've said that. That should give to whomever is listening to this today hope that it is possible for that point to be found.
1: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: And um, secondly that no matter what your experience is with Christ or Jesus, with uh, faith, that he loves you unconditionally. Yes, absolutely. And that he will be there for you no matter what. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot of people that have experiences with the church, and it's been very bad experiences, or absolutely. with clergy, or whatever. Yep. Those of you that might be listening today, I want you to know that that is in and of itself, does not constitute what the body of Christ is really about. Completely agree.
1: Jesus Christ himself and, you know, in the institution of the church, you know, I, yeah. I've, I personally, you know, without, you know, stepping on anybody's toes, I felt like those are two different things. Because yes. Christ, by himself, as our Savior and our Lord, he, he does. He loves us. And yeah. that's what I minister to these people, is that, yeah. like, you are accepted, you yeah. are loved the way you are. Yep. like you don't need to impress him you don't need to try be perfect you can you can be a mess and he still loves you and he extends his grace
0: And the hardest the hardest problem we have, I really believe is allowing the Lord to love us to just receive his love. Completely. Unconditionally,
1: it, it's it's a concept. Like I remember, our other pastor said, "It grace is almost scandalous. It's so impossible for people <laughs> to comprehend because well, it's, it's something
0: we wouldn't give to each other. No, that's for sure.
1: No, because it, it it's foreign. It goes beyond our human understanding of what love means. Mm-hmm. Because even in the in the best of situations, you're going to judge a person if they wrong you in in mm-hmm. horrible situations. Mm-hmm. So so to me, Christ like love. You know, again, if and this is where obviously the Word is what reinforces and tells us about God's love and, and Christ's love for mm-hmm. us. That's the more you can... Like, I, I remember that for me. I was not in the Word eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And about five years ago, someone said, Jay, you need to get in the Word.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm.
1: care. And like I started doing, I took my smartphone, my iPhone, and I'd look at the Version Bible and I'd read a verse a day. That's mm-hmm. it. That's mm-hmm. all I did. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, once in a while, I get these verses, probably two or three times a week, where they were like, man, they are profound. Mm. And they spoke to me. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'd bring me to my knees, and I'm like, okay. So there really is a lot of verses about anxiety and hurt and pain and depression and suffering.
0: I can pretty well assure you that if King David were alive today, he'd be on medication (laughs) and they would have diagnosed him. (laughs) I
1: completely agree. So that's the thing is, we're not... People, they suffered, they struggled, and oh, there's just so yeah. much of this that, like, you can... I've found from a mood disorders perspective, there is endless amounts of verses that I've found that have given <laughs> me peace and sanctuary, Absolutely. and have given me cause for belief and vindication and all that stuff, and that is what transformed my opinion. Absolutely. And, and as that started to change, then I did allow God in when I was ashamed at my worst when i was when i was mm-hmm. so messy that i didn't think anybody would love me mm-hmm. well guess what he does mm-hmm. that's the crazy thing and mm-hmm. that's what people you know have a hard time like i said it, he, he we we live in a world where things can't necessarily be prevented but he's always going to mm-hmm. redeem us mm-hmm. and all we have to do is reach out and he's right there like mm-hmm. he's right there like i told one gal i'm like like he's sitting there and he hurts and he hurts for you and he loves you mm-hmm. and he just He's, he's right yeah. there, wants to wrap his arms around you, and I just I just know that, and all yeah. you just got to do is just let him into your heart, you know, let him mm-hmm. be there, and I promise you that you, you, that's how you start to develop a, you know, a faith.
0: Absolutely. Well, and I tell people that have, for instance, when they find they have a serious illness, let's say uh, I have a gentleman going through... Uh, treatment for stage four jaw cancer, and he's gone through that and survived through the cancer and no longer has cancer, but now there's all kinds of complications with his jaw, and he's had two more surgeries to get the jawbone to take root, if you will, or whatever. Just as in that illness, the enemy can walk in and press in on him and discourage him and try to suck out his faith, if you will. Of course because the enemy's kind of like a vampire, just trying to suck the life right out of us and discourage us and lie to us and point out you have no future, why are you doing this, you know, blah, blah, blah. The same thing happens with mental illness. When we have bipolar disorder or depression or anxiety or schizophrenia or schizoaffective disorder, whatever it might be, that is in and of itself a place for the enemy to just start pressing in. The best way to battle with that, even if you don't, believe the Scripture when you're reading it, or it doesn't mean anything to you. In the spiritual realm, when you start doing that, you're fighting at least against the enemy in it. Exactly. And it's feeding your soul. It's feeding your mind, even though... People say to me, Pastor, when I read the Bible, it doesn't always make sense. That's okay. Just keep reading it, because the Holy Spirit will do His work. And sometimes... It doesn't make sense, but you just keep going. You keep going with That's it. That's
1: right. That's right. Yeah it's 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 a it's a process. I mean, this isn't something like I said. It's not take a pill and all of a sudden you get what God's doing. Right. You know. And and like you said, it's it's a comprehensive relationship Absolutely. where you have to be connected with Him. And I think that that the more you have a relationship, then yeah, when you go through life's tr- you know struggles and challenges mm-hmm. that can be. Mm-hmm terrible and horrific and everything in between you're you're prepared or you're you're in a position where that then you know you can seek god's love as a refuge Absolutely. in those moments of of despair and challenge mm-hmm. and you don't feel alone cuz that's the other thing these people that I they're alone they feel alone
0: oh sure and they're not well and due to your own mental uh, diagnosis. Most of the, us with depression or anxiety or bipolar disorder or schizophrenia or whatever, we're going to isolate usually. Yep. Yeah. And that just exasperates the feeling of loneliness. It's it it's like the opposite thing that we need to do. That we you know we we do it and absolutely. It's, you know
1: it's you it know. is. So I mean, to me, I think whether you're talking Fresh Hope or my little itty bitty blog, it's when you have a community of people that are able to like share openly and and not feel rejected or inferior. Mm -hmm. um, From what I can tell and what I've seen, that's, that's, that's healing. They they Mm -hmm. feel accepted and they, Mm -hmm. and they, they don't feel like a reject and they don't feel alone. And I think that, that that to me is what has drawn some, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's made things happen, I guess, from a standpoint that I, I, I didn't anticipate. I didn't anticipate sure. that, that some of these things would be taking place. But again, to God be the glory. He's, yeah. he's I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm merely a vessel and, and I'm, I'll be the, the talking head if that's what he wants. <laughs> and I'll I love it. do my videos and, you know, itch my nose and drop things and do whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very real. Um, I should tell the listeners too I, I video after I've, if I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. So if I'm having, like, uh, a bad day, um, I try to be transparent so they see mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing, this is how I'm struggling, this is how I'm trying to deal with it. So that, again, th- they, they don't feel like, you know, I'm, I'm right there with them. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm in a place where I'm uh, more well in the quote-unquote mm-hmm. sense of mm-hmm. things, but I still struggle. And everybody sure. should not... And you know, you're being
0: vulnerable about that. Exactly. And, yeah. and
1: I, I know that has taken some... Uh, whatever courage or just being crazy to do it, but I, I feel like that that the only way this was going to work is I had to do it that way, mm-hmm. and and it has and it has been from a personal it's been so I've healed so much because everything's out there yeah. I got nothing to hide.
0: You're such an encouragement to other people, and you. um, you're empowering people to get better by telling your story. Is it okay if we do a few more interviews and uh, keep going? In fact, we're just going to keep going after this one, even though we're going to bring this program to a close. We're just going to keep going, folks, and watch for part two and part three or whatever. If if, if it's okay, we're yes, just going to keep going. And um, absolutely. I really want to thank you for being sure. here today with us. It's a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Brian. Yeah, and um, folks... I hope you hear, heard loud and clear that um, first of all, it's possible to live quite well in spite of having a mental health struggle, and you should expect. If, for instance, if you have bipolar disorder, you should have the expectation that you are going to get to a point where you're keeping balance with the mood, that it's not swinging you out too far either way. Um, the other thing is, is that God loves you and you may be a mess. I'm a mess. We're all a mess. So what? That's why Jesus came. And if you've had a bad experience with the church or others, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Most of us have had negative experiences because the church is not perfect. Uh, The other thing is, is think about telling your story in safe ways that can release you from your own stigma. Uh, We'll come back with more with Jason on our next podcast for uh, Fresh Hope today. I'm sure glad that you joined us today. I hope you'll join us on the next edition of Fresh Hope for Mental Health. Uh, Jason and I are going to be talking about overcoming your own internal stigma, the stigma that you and I have within ourselves, even about our own diagnosis and about mental health issues. Well, my friend, I'm really glad and thankful that you joined us for this edition of Fresh Hope for Mental Health. We hope it's been helpful to you. We'd really like to hear from you. Email us your comments, questions, or insights to podcast at freshhopeformentalhealth.com. You can use the word for or the number four, and we'll answer your questions on the program, and we'll share your comments and your insights with other listeners. Or you can leave us a voicemail on our podcast website at www.freshhopeformentalhealth.com. Just follow the instructions there to leave a message. If you'd like to connect with us on Facebook or Twitter, you'll find uh, the info on our website also. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel and you can connect with us there. I'd like to ask a favor of you. Would you mind going, filling out a podcast iTunes review? If you're listening on iTunes, uh, we really need to have some reviews. We'd really appreciate that. Your review will help our ranking on iTunes and make the program easier for others to find us. Well, we have books and groups and we have all kinds of help and soon we'll be having a support group online for those who don't have something close by and you can check that out at www.freshhope.us. Be sure and tell your friends about the program and until the next time may he fill you with his hope fresh new and daily. I'm Brad Haifs and this has been another edition of Fresh Hope for Mental Health. You've been listening to Fresh Hope for Mental Health. For more information about Fresh Hope, go to www.freshhope.us.